Hi, my name is Hannah Green and I am a real estate agent in the Denver area. Um, I work in all parts of Colorado, but mainly in Denver. I've lived in Colorado since I was 19 years old. I love this state, it's beautiful, and I am excited to help you find your home here too. So as far as the Colorado First Time Home Buyer Program goes, there's a few steps that we go through to get you into your first home. I like to go over those with you so you know what to expect um, and what the whole plan is down the line. To start, we wanna check your eligibility for our down payment assistance programs. So what we'll do first is I'll go over a few different things with you. The first thing I ask is about your um, current job history, and then I'm gonna ask about your income and your credit score. Let's dive into the basics of your job history. So first we're gonna go over your job history. We're gonna need you to have two years of full-time job history on your belt. Um, that means two years of full-time job history. It doesn't have to be at the same location, so you can switch jobs just as long as you've been working full-time for two years. If you are a full-time student and you just graduated or you graduated within the last two years, that also counts towards your full-time job history as long as you have one now, have some income coming in. The second thing we wanna look at is your monthly income. So your mortgage loan is determined by your monthly income to debt ratio. The next thing we're gonna look at is your monthly income. Your mortgage rate is determined by your monthly income and then also by your debt each month. So it's called income to debt ratio. You'll be more likely to get approved if you have a higher income versus lower debt. If your monthly income is anything lower than $2,000 a month, you're probably gonna need a co-signer to get a house in Colorado. Anything above $2,000 a month and you're probably good to apply by yourself. As far as debt goes, the less debt you have, the better. However, if you do have debt, it doesn't mean you're disqualified from qualifying for a loan. Many, many people are able to be approved for and afford a home loan, even if they have a little bit of debt. Student loan debt is a common one that many people have a lot of. Basically, your income to debt ratio will determine what your approval status is. So even if you have a little bit, you will still qualify. If you're getting ready to buy a home, it's best to pay off any debt that you have, like credit cards, car payments, things like that. You don't have to pay it all off, but if you can pay some of it off or small chunks of it off, that's gonna make your credit score better and it's also going to help you get a better loan. You also don't wanna apply for any new debt at this time outside of your home loan. So you don't wanna apply for a new credit card or any new auto loans right now. Wait until your home is purchased and then go ahead and do those applications. The last thing on the list is your credit score. Your credit score is important. If you have a lower credit score, you're gonna to wanna to take the time to build it back up and maybe pay off some of the debt that you have. Um, things that help boost your credit score are going to be paying on time and paying off debt. So say you have $1,000 on a credit card. If you can pay that off before you apply for a home loan, that's going to help you out a lot. It's also going to boost your credit score. If your credit score is under 620, it's not a good time for you to apply for a home loan. So I would suggest waiting until you get to 620 at least and then applying after that. If it's over 620, you're in the clear. Um, you'll be more likely to be eligible for the down payment assistance programs and home loans in general. So if you're above 620, go ahead and apply. If you're below, let's work on getting that credit score up. I'm gonna put some links in this video as well so that you're able to just quick link to how to build up your credit. So the basics here for eligibility are having a credit score above 620, having income above 2000 or income with your co-signer above 2000, and then having that full-time job history or full-time school. So you think you're eligible? Let's find out. We're gonna have you fill out an application form online with one of the down payment assistance lenders, and then they're gonna let you know what you're eligible for. They're gonna tell you what programs of the down payment assistance you're eligible for, how much house you can afford, and so on. They're gonna also report that information to me so that I, as your realtor, can help you find houses that are in your budget and that you love. They'll be able to pre-qualify you pretty quickly depending on, on the information that you tell them. And then they're gonna ask for verification documents, like to verify that your income is what it is. So maybe a W-2 or a tax return or something like that. Once they receive that information and they have proven that what you have told them is true, then you'll be pre-approved. Pre-approval means that you can talk to me and then we can get out and go find you some homes. 
Um, once we get through that part, that's when you'll be completely approved for the loan and buy the home, but that's a little bit farther down the line. So right now we just wanna get you pre-approved. It is super important to get pre-approved before you go out house shopping because that way then you know what you can afford and you're not shopping out of budget. Uh, I will also be able to help you figure out what the payment of a house is per month. So when you find one you like, we can look at the mortgage rate and you know we'll mix into that like any taxes or HOA fees that might be on it. And we'll be able to tell if this is a house that you can afford or not in your budget. When you're working with me, I like to know what the maximum amount of money you want to spend each month is. So that way I can make sure we're not going over your budget and we're going to find you a house that you can comfortably afford to live in and still enjoy the rest of your life. Some important information about pre-qualification and pre-approval that you should know is that it does not take a hard credit pull on your account. It will do a soft credit pull. Um, they also last for 60 to 90 days. So you want to do them pretty close to when you're getting ready to buy a house. If you have applied for a home loan elsewhere recently, um, your credit, the credit, the credit bureaus, not your credit bureau, the credit bureaus will be able to tell that you have been doing this mortgage search. So they aren't going to take a big credit ding for you doing one or two different home loan places. However, if they're more than 14 days apart, then it starts to pull on your credit a little harder. So you want to make sure that they're within a close range of days when you're doing these home loan pre-approval pulls. Like I said before, it's not advised at this time to apply for like a credit card or an auto loan. Just because you're approved for a house doesn't mean that it's going to also then approve you for an auto loan because when you pull out two different things, oh, sorry, my dog, she never stops barking. So uh, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> if you're approved, let's say for a home loan and an auto loan, your home loaners are going to see that and they're going to be like, oh, you're applying for extra debt we don't know if you're gonna be able to pay for that. We're not gonna let your home loan go through anymore. So you only want to apply for one at a time. Wait until your home is closed and then go buy the car. Okay, now we're to the fun part. We're gonna go house shopping together. This is exciting. <laughs> this is my favorite part. I love helping you find your dream home. So in the whole process of the beginning, when you're getting pre-qualified and all of that, I'm gonna still be talking to you about what kind of house you're looking for. Do you want two bedrooms, four bedrooms? How many bathrooms? Are you looking for a garage, for a basement? all sorts of things that are specific to you and what you're looking for. Then I'm gonna to put together a home search portal that's gonna have everything that you're looking for in it. And every day I will send you emails automatically when new listings come up. These new listings are gonna match the house you're looking for and they're gonna be in the area that you wanna live. When you find these homes, if you find some that you really like, you can highlight them online on a website and I can see that, or you can just send me the addresses directly. And then I will be able to get us in to go see the home as soon as possible. We want to go look at them pretty quickly because right now the buyer's market is going fast. People will be in and out of a house and there'll be an offer on it. It'll be off the market pretty quickly. So we want to make sure that we get over there and check out that house and make sure that it's one that you really actually want to because you don't really want to go looking at houses just for fun and then, you know, be like, oh, I like this one, wait too long and, and it's gone. You know, you want to make sure they're the houses that you could see yourself actually living in in the future. I will always check the budget of these homes before we go look at them, so I will send you the price of what the monthly mortgage would be estimated to be, and then if it fits in your budget, we can go check it out. I like to recommend about four homes max in one day just because it can be overwhelming to look at more houses than that, so definitely try to pick your favorites. We can always go look at more homes too if you don't find the one you like. I just like to limit it so you don't get overwhelmed. It's a lot to look at at once. Also, the mortgage payments, when I do calculate them, they will factor in like the HOA, yearly taxes and stuff like that. So I'm going to make sure that all of those things are covered in the mortgage payment before we go look at the house. So now after we go look at the houses, um, maybe you loved one, maybe you didn't. Uh, if you didn't like the home, that's fine. We're going to look at some other ones until you find one you like. When you do decide that I absolutely love this home and I want to buy it, we're going to look into, you know, what are the next steps? 
So then what, we got, what we're gonna wanna do is make an offer on the home. Before we can make an offer on the home, there's gonna be a little bit of paperwork involved. First, you need to sign a contract with me that says I can be your buyer's agent. Legally, I cannot write an offer for you until we do that. So I'll send you a form that says, hey, Hannah Green's gonna be my buyer's agent. She's gonna help me find this home. Okay, sounds good. That's all it says. And it's usually somewhere for three to six months over the next year so that we can get you into a home together. The second part of this is the offer, the exciting part. So we're gonna put an offer together. Um, a lot of houses right now are going over asking price, but before we give that offer, I'm going to look at the houses and compare them to similar houses that have just sold in the market. So say one of the neighboring homes just sold, I will go online and see what that house sold for and see if it's a comparable house. You know, I largely look at square footage and then, you know, is it two, the same thing, two bedrooms and two bathrooms or is there an extra bedroom or bathroom? And I kind of look at what that house sold for and then compare it to the house you're buying. That gives us an idea of what the offer should be, not necessarily what the asking price is of the seller. Once we figure out a good asking price, we're going to put together an offer uh, and then you're going to sign it. We will send it over to the listing agent and then depending on how the seller's process works, we'll hear back. Now, some sellers are okay with accepting an offer right away and just getting their house sold. Other ones are waiting for the very best offer and they'll have a specific date deadline that they want their offers in on. So it really depends on the house that you're looking to buy on what's gonna happen there, but we'll always try to give our best offer and try to get you into the house. As I did before, before we send an offer, say we are gonna send an offer that's $10,000 above asking price or something like that, I will still run the mortgage payment and make sure it's something that you're comfortable fitting into your budget. Sellers have a few different options once we send in an offer. They can reject it and choose somebody else's offer. They can send a counter offer to us and say, hey, uh, you know, we want an extra $2,000, will you do that? Or some other criteria. Um, or they can accept it. And then at that point, if they've accepted it, we're under contract. If they send in a counter offer and you like that counter offer, you're willing to do that counter offer, then we accept it and you're also under contract. Or we can send a counter offer back as well. But now we're just gonna say, okay, we're under contract. You have officially signed the papers and the sellers officially signed the papers. We're ready to sell and buy the home. So as far as earnest money goes, that's your way of saying, hey, I'm committed to buying this house to the seller so that they trust you, they know that you really want their home. What we're gonna do then is whatever they ask for is the earnest money you put down. So it could be $3,000, you know, right away. Within three or four days usually of you signing that contract to buy and sell and it being accepted by the seller, you're going to need to be ready to put that money down and give it to them. Um, usually that money goes to a title company who holds it until the contract is over. Because if for any reason something doesn't work out, that way you'll get your money back. You'll get that $3,000 back and the sellers don't have it. The title company has it. So it's, it's held in a in different account basically until the contract is over. Now that money will go towards your down payment. So say that your down payment is gonna be $6,000 total. Well, you've paid 3,000, so now on closing day, all you have to bring is another $3,000. Outside of that, I'll be there with you the entire time telling you what to do, what the next steps are, where to bring your money, all sorts of things like that. So you're not gonna be alone in this process. I'm here for the entire part of it. We're gonna get you through every single step comfortably and with all the knowledge that you need. I'm here for any questions that you have pretty much at any hour of the day. I am a mom, so I am always um, up with a, with a child. So you can, you can text me whenever. <laughs> I'll be your right-hand man for any questions or assistance you may need throughout the entire process and thereafter. I'm here for you not only for the contract of buying and selling your house, but after you buy your house. I wanna make sure that everything is right for you and wanna make sure that you continue with the home that you love. The next step is to set up an inspection for, for your home. I'll help you do this. You can choose your own inspector or I can give you some referrals for a few that I've worked with as well that I thought did a good job. 
Um, this inspector is going to come in and do a general inspection of the home. I also suggest that you get a sewer, uh, sewer scope, sewer scope, <laughs> sewer scope done and a radon test. Um, that way, you know, the health and safety of the home, you're not coming into a house that maybe has a lot of damages that you're going to have to pay for out of pocket if you don't know about it in the first place. The seller is required to give you a property disclosure um, for anything that they know about, but maybe it's something that they don't know about. Say something happened to the sewer and it hasn't caused any problems yet, but it might in a few years. That's what the sewer scope is for. And that's also what the inspection is for. There just might be some missed spots that the seller doesn't know about that the inspector is going to find. This cost is out of pocket from you. It's about $600 to get all of these tests done, but it's definitely worth it because say that something did happen, that could be $10,000 down the drain and you didn't get the inspection done, so there's nothing that can happen from it. However, if you find these beforehand, it gives you some negotiation bartering with the seller. Either they'll take some closing costs off, some costs off the house, or they'll fix it for you. It's just a way of negotiating. In the 2020 market and now into the 2021 market, we are seeing a lot of inspections just for health and safety. And the reason being is that seller's market is really good for them right now. A lot of houses are selling higher than asking price. There's a lot of buyers and not a lot of inventory. That being said, most of the time when we write an offer, if we want to get it under contract, we're going to have to do inspections for health and safety only, which means no cosmetics. So say you go into a house and it has purple carpet and a green wall and you're like, I really don't like that. Or or it's gray and white and you want the purple and the green. Okay, so we're at that point. We can't really ask them to change that in this market. Sometimes you can, but right now in this day and age, what's going on with the market in Denver, you're not really gonna be able to barter for things like that. If there's mold or something like that, that's a, you know, that's a health issue. So that's something we can ask for. If there's an electric problem, that's a safety issue. That's something we can ask for. But colors of the walls, paint, some chips, things like that, that's not stuff that they're really gonna be fixing right now. So definitely that's good to know going into it. Once we get the inspections reports back, we usually have a few days to send an objection over to the seller if there is anything wrong. I'm gonna be the negotiating person on that. So you tell me what you want changed and then I'm gonna write up a contract, you'll sign it and we'll send it over to the seller and see what they have to say. They usually have a few days to get back to us with a resolution where they're gonna to offer to fix it or say what they think they would like to do to get you to buy the house still in whatever facet they can fix it in. There's a few things left. We're gonna go through appraisals, closing day, stuff like that. However, I have already given you tons of information and probably overwhelmed you a little bit. So we're gonna stop here for today and then I will get on with more information as we get closer to buying you a house.